Look, I'm starting to get more optimistic on optimistic on Austin Eckler. Wow, that's a lot yeah. of like O's and C's. That needs to be our intro. Cue the music. What's going on? Uh, if you didn't catch our last episode, man, uh, I need to give these guys uh, some props yet again. Tolina, that dope, absolutely fire new intro for us. Been listening to it all week long. I uh, look, just th- the intro. I think I, I didn't share the story on the on the previous episode. No. Uh, but we're all uh, so I had so my cousin is, is part of this group. It's him and him and one of his buddies. They call themselves Tolina. Um, they're producing music together. Um, we, I had reached out to him, what, maybe two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, and I had said, not even two weeks, actually it was a week ago. Um, and I and I just said, like, cuz, what's up, man? Um, you know, we're making a podcast. Yeah. Look, our, we don't mind our intro song, but also I think we're, we're all kind of like, look, we're throwing this podcast together and now yeah. it's starting to take off a little bit. Uh, we need something of substance here, yes. man. Uh, what can you lay down for us? So I gave him a little bit of inspiration. I showed him what we were working with, and I sent him another podcast or two. I'm like, these intros are dope. Um, and he gets back to us, back to me, a week later. Just so happens we're all at a wedding, yeah. uh, <laughs> all in the same place. And I, I, I just look at, I looked at Tyler and Cameron, and I go, I got our new intro here. <laughs> and we all listened to it. I, well, it wasn't even just us. It was yeah. maybe like 10 other people there. We too, had a mini viewing party at this it was, wedding. <laughs> it really Shout was. out to Nate Anderson for hosting our viewing thanks party. For getting, <laughs> thanks for getting married, man. Thanks for letting us. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, he uh, man, he sent that over to me. I played it. <laughs> and it was just, I look, I, I like, I, I think I legit played it like 30 times the rest of the night. Like it was. It's hard not to like. It's awesome. <laughs> Look, any any music needs you have, uh, if you're making a podcast like us and you want a dope intro, mm-hmm. uh, hit up Tolina. If you're if you're getting into the music industry and you need song beats, whatever, yes. uh, hit up Tolina. Uh, Look, they're hardworking guys. They're passionate about music. I can tell you myself, I'm related to one of the members. <laughs> uh, they're they're insanely talented. Hundred uh, percent. Give them give them your business if you can. Uh, awesome. Awesome music, um, and I think I'm done bragging about our intro there you because go. it's oh, it's so good. It, it's so good. It's so good. Cameron, how are you doing on this Friday? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we're we're actually prepping for a camping trip coming up. Big camping Me, trip. Me, Lucas, baby. and Ty all heading out to Door County, trip. Wisconsin. So. You know, it's pretty exciting talking football and camping, so I, it doesn't get much better than that. It does not get much better than that. We get a nice little vacation yes. after recording this. Yes. Going to hit the golf course maybe? Maybe. Golf course yeah, there? yeah, there is. So you never know Talks what could happen. fantasy. There we you get go. Our, get, get the rest of our uh, episodes together. Because now that we're done with the divisional breakdowns, like it's, yeah, it's, it's wide all, open. <laughs> it's, all, it's all draft prep and, and talking over specifics from there. Yeah, so, 100%. I mean, we got exciting content coming up. We're going to have... We're going to wrap up this week's uh, mock draft on this yeah. episode, but we got a mock draft a week coming after this. Yeah. Because uh, as the season gets closer, those rankings are changing. Guys are shooting up the draft board. Uh, it's the season of mock drafts. So we're going we're gonna to bring it once a week. Yeah. I think that's what we decided. 
Superflex some dynasty. Superflex some dynasty. We might get a uh, difference of like a two QB in there, but superflex and two QB are roughly the same yeah. thing. Um, we're going to mix it up. We're going to mix it up. We're trying to give you a variety of leagues. So uh, we're stoked for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm stoked for today's episode. Yeah. Uh, because we got, uh, we're going to wrap out our mock draft 3.0. Hopefully, we're going to kind of breeze through our last. Uh, eight or so rounds here. We're not going to go in depth on everybody because let's be real, you get to some of those guys in the final rounds and it's not really worth mm. trying to make an argument for why you took them uh, in the later round. Um, there are a few later on flyers that I think we'll talk about, but um, there's a lot of guys we've already mentioned yeah. quite a bit about. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're just going to run through who we took from round nine on. Uh, yeah. We'll do a quick review of teams Tyler had the fifth overall. Let me remind everyone of the mock draft first. It was a 12-team PPR redraft uh, mock draft. Uh, Tyler had pick five. Cameron had pick 10. I had pick 11. Tyler's team, Nick Chubb, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, Justin Herbert, Chase Edmonds, and Damian Harris so far. Uh, Cameron, uh, why don't you read us off who you had so on your team? So far, I am at Travis Kelsey, Joe Mixon, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Mike Davis, Robbie Anderson, and Trey Sermon. And with the pick afterwards, uh, I have Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, TJ Hawkinson, Brandon Ayuk, Raheem Mostert, Michael Carter. Uh, so we'll, here's what we'll do. Uh, we'll read off the rest of our teams. Um, we'll highlight a few players uh, mm. from Tyler's as well. He left comments on everybody yep. for us. So uh, we'll do a quick run through of a few extra guys that we like in our later rounds that we drafted. Uh, and we'll get on to some mailbag and some more uh, situational stuff. We'll kind of take a look yeah. back on this mock draft and see what we may have done differently, if anything, yeah. differently. So let's start with Tyler's team. Uh, Zach Moss, Elijah Moore, Henry Ruggs, Philip Lindsay, Cole Komet, Tua Tagovailoa, and the Minnesota Vikings. Did I read off Tyler's team, right? Yeah. Oh, because I, and... I didn't read off the rest of his players. Zach Moss, Elijah Moore, Henry Ruggs, Philip Lindsay, Cole Komet, Tua Tagovailoa, Minnesota, and Craig Stein. We'll avoid the defense and the kicker. Yeah. Um, look, I think the three most relevant guys on this list that we haven't really – I guess we've talked about Elijah Moore already, but I'm, intru- I'm curious what he has to say about Zach Moss – I'm curious what he has to say about how much have we talked about Henry Ruggs on the podcast? We've done a fair amount, but not huge. Okay. Definitely uh, brought him up a couple times as a potential sleeper, but haven't really dove into it. Okay, so let's do Zach Moss. We, I, I've, I've gassed up Elijah yeah. Moore. I think we've done him justice, and he's hype out of camp on him is just out of yes. control in the, in the best way possible right now. Um, so let's cover Zach Moss, Henry Ruggs, and I want to hear what he has to say about Tua Tagovailoa. For sure. Uh, so let's do... Let's do those three for him. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll just do one at a time. We'll kind of go in the order in which they're drafted. All right. Um, so then Cameron, uh, we'll let you well, – here, here's what we'll do. We'll just start with Zach Moss for Tyler. All right. Did, uh, Tyler took Zach Moss yep. at, in the 905. Thought about Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, but with the just the solidness of his three wide receivers, he just wanted to continue to kind of backfill on what – he, his running back, because his running back two is Chase Edmonds. Um, Zach 
Zach Moss is in kind of a similar position to Damian Harris. Just crazy um, hype, or not crazy, but good hype. Good hype coming out coming of camp. Out of camp. He, He's looking he, to be the running back one. Lead dog so far. Which might not mean a lot in Buffalo because <laughs> Josh Allen running in seven touchdowns within the red zone last year, similar to Cam Newton taking away those touchdowns. Um, but who knows? It could. I mean, this could be the year that Zach Moss breaks out and have him as your running back four with a guy with the potential to take over a lead backfield in an explosive offense. It's not the worst pick in the world, that's for sure. No, and I think if you're drafting him as your running back four, I think, well, is that his running? Yes, yes. running back four, like, that's a fine pick. And yeah. if Zach Moss breaks out this year, um, uh, that, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he's going to, but, I mean, as a running back yeah. four, I I think that's where I would like him for my team as yeah. well. 100%. Where, where he got him, all you can get is upset from him. If he if he fails from there, it's like, oh, well, whatever. You know, you're, you're not wasting the high capital draft pick down in there. Yep, absolutely. So, Cameron, who was the rest of your team from round nine? So, I went from round nine. I went Jalen Hurts, Antonio Brown, Jamal Williams. Um, let me see. Sorry about that. Marvin Jones, Cole Beasley, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Patriots defense, and Matt Prater. The guy I'll talk about first is my quarterback. Yep. He's the reason, one of the reasons I waited so long to take quarterback. Jalen Hurts in the ninth. I love yeah. tail end of the ninth. I love that. Pick. And just such a his floor is so much higher because of his legs. He's yes. a guy who could legitimately run for a thousand yards, um, or maybe not a thousand. Not a thousand. Seven seven hundred six seven hundred. He I can think. get it done on the ground. Yes, and he'll put up good points. Um, he can score. He's incredibly strong. And he was awesome in his four games last season. He yeah. was like QB eight or something like that in the four games that he played last year. So he was just ridiculously good. And I think that can definitely uh, keep up. So that's the guy I'll start with. And let's go to you. Yeah, absolutely. Jalen. The other thing on Jalen Hurts, he averaged 11 rushes in his four starts at the yeah. end of last season. Uh, look, that's more proof against Miles Sanders. I have to say it. I have to say it. The more I dig on Miles Sanders, the more I'm out on him, okay? Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I, I've i been out on Miles Sanders for a whole year. Oh, so I know I'm, you have. I know you have. I want to acquire. I wanted <laughs> – look, I have – here's the thing. I've wanted to hang around on, like, my – like, I wanted to be the more, like, optimistic mm. person on Miles Sanders out of us three. Uh-huh. I I can't, though. You can't. I can't. You can't. I've done too much deep Unless diving. you live in Philly, you cannot be optimistic about – well, unless, unless if you're on TikTok and you follow oh, us, you can true, be. You can be if, you're in the com- if you're in the comment section, you can be positive about anyone. Uh, very, very true. No, I like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been one of my favorite quarterback targets this off season so far. Uh, rest of my draft went to Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Russell Gage, Latavius Murray, Gerald Everett, and my kicker in defense trying to suck up Buffalo Bills defense. Um, I need to start with this. Okay, my QB situation is booty like straight cheeks man uh it's not good it's not it's not good i i miss i was planning on taking ryan Tannehill or jalen hurts uh but look teammate i know i'm talking to a computer when i say this but you're the worst you are the worst you don't know how to play fantasy football you already have josh allen you don't you don't need you don't need ryan Tannehill. Okay, no, that's who I wanted, was and that's who you wanted. I knew it was. I would have been hurts. happy. I would have been thrilled with Jalen Hurts. I would have been throwing a party. Yeah. Uh no. Instead, I had to take Will Fuller. Uh, well, I had to take Deshaun Watson. 
Um, and I'll get into that. So I, I went Will Fuller, Sean Watson, Matt Ryan, Russell Gage, Latavius Murray, Gerald Everett. I already mentioned that. Uh, three guys I'm going to talk about. Uh, I think Will Fuller's will t- worth talking about. Deshaun Watson I need to talk about. Um, and I'll do Matt Ryan too, just because I, we, we've already talked about Russell Gage. Yeah. I've already done my pro Russell Gage argument. Uh, Latavius Murray, nothing too no, nothing too much to write about there. I could do a bit on Gerald Everett, but that'd just be your bit because I yeah. pass it off to you. So. Um, Will Fuller, look, um, I'm sad he didn't stay with Deshaun Watson in Houston because that duo was dynamic, yeah. like unbelievable. And, like, and I was skeptical that it was going to happen last season, uh, but it did. It, I totally, it I wouldn't even say it was totally, expectations yes, blew expectations out of the water. Um, however, I'm also glad Will Fuller got out of Houston because that's just a garbage organization it is be and a it's mess. being run yep. horrendously. Um, so he joins the Dolphins, who fits into what they want to do this year. They want yeah. to be throwing the football more uh, with Tua. They want to start pushing the ball downfield. That's Tua's strength is downfield accuracy. However, let's be real. You're going to agree with me on this. The whole world's going to agree with me on this. Tua Tagovailoa is a step down. Like, not even a yeah. step down. He's, like, at the bottom of the staircase from Deshaun Watson. Even if he has a breakout year this year, he's still a step down from Deshaun Watson. Right. I think in a breakout season, yes. he's a step down from Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's a top five t- like talent oh, we'll get, as quarterback. Oh, we'll get to him. Yeah. I got notes on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, he fits into the scheme that they want, which I can appreciate, but it, it's, it's, it's just a downgrade. And these numbers are just unbelievable. Uh, he was wide receiver eight averaging – uh, 17.2 fantasy points per game before his suspension last year. This is Will Fuller. We're talking about weeks 1 through 12. Uh, wide receiver 8, 879 yards, 53 receptions, 75 targets. Uh, he was he was popping off. Yeah. It, was, it was going to be a top 10. Easily top 10. Yeah. Easily, if not knocking on the door, top 5 finish yes. for Will Fuller last season. He was ridiculous. He was, and that's the thing. He was gone the last five weeks, and people were just kind of like, "Oh yeah, Brandon Cooks. He's a he's a yeah. he's a nice player now." Well, Fuller was even better. Yeah. Oh, he was so good. Anyways, uh, so look, those those numbers fit into what they want to do with Tua, right? They want to push the ball down the field. They yeah. want to see uh, a massive amount of uh, yards per reception. Uh, he could be a steal in the ninth round. Oh, 100%. he's gonna he's gonna miss week one. Yeah. Um, but it's one week. It's one week. It's one, week, it's one week and you're still getting 16 yes. games out of him because we're getting 17 game season this year. Look, I, there's a lot yet to be seen in that offense. I get it. But if they're going to push the ball downfield, then Will, Will Fuller even sees top 20 numbers. Yeah. That's the steal of the draft in the ninth round right 100%. There. So uh, loved getting Will Fuller there to bolster my wide receivers. Uh, Cam, we can wrap back around to you. You, you just, got one more. Oh, I do, I yeah, do, because yeah, I go wrap double. around them. You got a double. Oh, man, and now I talk about Deshaun Watson. Look, here's the thing. I got screwed here. I'm waiting too long for a quarterback. Yeah. But uh, really, I'm just going to put the blame on teammate because there ain't <laughs> no reason you need Josh no. Allen and Ryan Tannehill. And no, I'm not going to trade you for Ryan Tannehill <laughs> just because you pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, look, I I like waiting I like waiting seven to eight or seven to ten for yeah. uh, a QB. There's just so many good wide especially wide receivers and those middle rounds is unreal. It's so tough to pass up on. And especially like you get a guy who is someone who went in, like the seventh round, for instance. Tom Brady went in the seventh mm-hmm. round. I'd be happy taking Tom Brady in the seventh. Uh no quarterbacks went in the eighth round, but like tail end of the sixth round, if I'm at like if I'm at uh you know 
first for uh, back end of the draft, not back end, front end of the draft, like with pick one, and you have the seven or the six seven or not six seven turn. Oh yeah, the six seven turn. If you get a guy like Dak Prescott who falls yeah. to you there too, absolutely, 100%. I will, I will. But that was not the case for me. So here is my thought process. Okay, I could sit. And I could just, like, get a surefire QB right now. Yeah. Uh, a, a Matt Ryan I was looking at, a Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins I was looking at. Man, none of those names. Just guys who are going to bank on efficiency. Yeah, exactly. And and it's it's one of those where I'd almost rather wait and see if Zach Wilson, like, pops off yeah. or something, right? And so I took Deshaun Watson. He's the best quarterback on the board who, as, By of, a lot. as of right now, is playing. Yeah. There has been no indication that he will not play this season, at least by uh, the league itself. Yes. Yes. Um, we'll talk about if he actually suits up and plays yeah. a down this year. You know, he's at camp, yeah. so he doesn't get fined probably, but we'll talk about that. We don't know if he'll actually play it down. But like by, by league standards right now, the NFL has not done anything to prevent Deshaun no. Watson from playing. So... As I'm looking at quarterbacks there, I'm thinking, look, if Deshaun Watson plays six weeks this season, and I got six weeks to figure out my quarterback situation, that's six weeks of a top five quarterback. Yeah. Because what what you're getting is a quarterback that's never finished lower than quarterback five in a full season. Is that, is that Are you serious? He's never finished lower than quarterback five in a full wow. season. Wow. Only time he did was his rookie season when he played seven games. That's crazy. Never finished lower than quarterback five. That's insane. It's QB one in yards last season. Threw over yeah, hundred yeah. yards with Will through, Fuller for half a year with and half Brandon year. Cooks. Only threw seven interceptions. Jeez. It's QB three in completion percentage, uh, and that's with QBs who threw at least two hundred passes. Last that's season. insane. If Deshaun Watson plays three games this season, that's worth my investment in round yeah. ten. I'll figure out quarterback after that. Hundred percent. I got three wins under my belt at that point. So that was my logic there. I want to take my shot on Watson there. Yeah. And one of those guys is going to fall back to me in the next in, in the coming rounds anyways. Yeah. So, look, I, I'm going to take my shot there and hope, hope it all panned out. So, got screwed. Screw you, teammate. You're the worst. Uh, at the same time, though, you're a computer, so you can't hear me. And none of what I'm saying matters. Cameron, who's the next person you're going to talk about? Antonio Brown. Yes. He was someone I was so yes. excited to. I actually don't even feel like I need to say anything. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear more about Antonio Brown, go watch our, uh, I think it's Bucks and Saints. Bucks and Saints. Uh, episode, Bucks and Saints pod. Uh, NFC South was a couple weeks ago. Lucas had a great take on Antonio Brown, a little bit of a rant about it. Um, and, yeah, he's someone that has top, for sure, top 25 upside, maybe even top yeah. 20 upside. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, and – we don't know for sure if he doesn't still have it. You know, we're right. all thinking that he's for sure the wide receiver three. Antonio Brown could come out and prove that he's still Antonio Brown of two years ago, and just blow everyone out of the water. Like he's got. I'm gonna say it again. He's got poor quarterback threes on him. Yes, Jeff he, Gladney, get he, some help, brother. He <laughs> is going to exploit those matchups. Yes, even if he's playing a step slower, he's gonna exploit those matchups. His route running is still so good. Yeah, so. He's just someone I like you're saying with Will Fuller, just where we got him and where I got him in the draft is just so good for his value. I mean, he's pro- probably 10 threes, probably wide receiver 40 right now. Yeah, it's and uh, that's crazy. I, oh, I really, I, his, look, 
his like ADP 44 right now is like, like 42, I think. It's just insane how I far don't he's understand going down. it. It's disrespect. Yeah. It is blatant disrespect. He's yeah. a season and a half removed from a top five fantasy performance oh, yeah. at the position. He, look, he was on pace to finish his wide receiver 18, and now we're drafting him as a wide receiver four? Yeah. On a team that's only going to get better on offense? Get your minds right, people. <laughs> Seriously. With a full offseason? He literally got picked up out of the street. <laughs> Look, I get his attitude isn't great, but he's with the GOAT. Yeah. He's with two other wide receivers who are going to have attention on them. He's with the GOAT who wants him to be here, who is the reason that he's there. Like, it's not like they picked him up and were like, all right, Tom Brady, deal with him. Tom Brady was like, go get me him. I Seriously, <laughs> like, I like I know I picked Wolf Fuller, but, like, part of me, we'll talk about this, part of me wonders if I should be picking Antonio yeah. Brown, like, as my wide receiver three on my teams. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting too crazy and hot and bothered by Antonio Brown. But, like, but you think about wide receiver three, that's still 36. I mean, yeah. is where you're taking I – mean, that's still in cra- crazy value. That's still if seven he, spots higher than yeah. where he's going. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. Anyways, yes, I'm on board with Antonio Brown this year. Yep. Uh, so we come back to Tyler, who Henry Ruggs, I think, is the next person we wanted to touch on yeah. with Tyler. Uh, what do you have to say about Henry Ruggs? He put it best. There's really no running back we're taking at this point. No. Um, goodness, no. And Henry Ruggs has a shot to be the number one wide receiver in Las Vegas this year. And the number two target behind Darren Waller, but the number one wide receiver. He's a first-round pick. We know there's a ton of talent. He's got a crazy speed. He's gonna get open. Derek Carr can throw a mean deep ball. He can. And so, why not? Why not take him to the eleventh? Take a shot on him. And if he doesn't pan out, you know what? You just drop him. Yeah. You drop him after a couple of weeks. Yep. And you just you're okay with that because you took him to the eleventh round. There's gonna be a Chase Claypool that comes along exactly. this year, and you're gonna pick him up anyways, right? Yep. Um, that's not a pro Chase Claypool take. For sure. We're all out on Chase Claypool this year. This year. Uh, yep. Anyways, yeah, no, a hundred percent agree. Um, it's a wide receiver 500 team. Yeah. 24-7-365. Cameron, next guy you want to talk about. Well, we're is, still on Tyler. We're still on Tyler. Golly, I'm We got this rap, this. Lucas. I, yeah, I know. I'm forgetting. <laughs> we're not doing this whole – we're not doing the rest of it. I'm just yeah. kind of going down the line. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa. He's a guy who I'm really intrigued by uh, only because he's got so many weapons on that yes. team now. He's got two deep threats in Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle. Uh He's got Devontae Parker still, who's proven he could be a top 20 option um, if in the right yeah. in the, in the, the right, right situation. Yep. And right, we won't talk about all the details that come with Devontae Parker. But uh, Tyler took two of Tagovailoa after taking Justin Herbert. So he was already locked up at quarterback, yeah. but he still took Tua. So what, what, are, what are his thoughts there? Uh, he just said backup QB kind of slipped his mind. So it's his, it was his last position player that he took, which I think is all right if you take Justin Herbert. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Tua's got good upside as a QB, too. Yeah. We know he can be really good. Yeah. We we did not see it last year, mm-hmm. and so that's why he's falling to the back of the 14th round. But usually with your backup quarterback, like at least when I'm playing, I drop him anyways. You know? Right. You... And I'm going to pick up someone else, or I'm going to make roster moves. So it's not like you're locked into Tua, but you take him here knowing there is upside. If he comes in week one and week two and plays like the Tua that we know he can play like, like the top five pick that he was, then you're set at quarterback. Yeah. Then you you are not touching your quarterbacks for the rest of the year. No. And so that's that was his thought process there. Was he's got really good upside for someone who's going that late in the draft. 
Absolutely. And look, and if Tua is going to sling it downfield this year, look, it's that big playability that's going to yeah. be there. He could he could have a breakout year in terms of throwing the ball. I want The big thing that I want to see from Tua this year, I think, uh, I know, uh, look, college tape doesn't lie. I know last year was ugly and really yeah. tough to watch, but there were the so many talent, factors going on. The last talent year. is there yes. for Tua. I just the thing I need to see from Tua this year is how mobile is he going to be? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be able to use his legs or is he still scared yeah. uh, after his lower body injury? So, um, look, I think Tua as a backup quarterback in the 14th round, great option, great pick. Yeah. Okay, now we come to you, Cameron. Who um, is the last guy you want to say a word on? I was thinking about Cole Beasley, but we've done Cole Beasley a lot of justice. So I'm actually going to talk about my backup quarterback as well. Sure. Just my thought process in taking Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. I was thinking about Cam Newton here, actually, just because of the rushing upside. Absolutely. However, absolutely. I figured Cam Newton go undrafted. Yeah. And so I wasn't too worried about taking him there. I took Fitzpatrick just because of his track record. First couple of weeks, he is usually on fire. He lightened it up. And I think that's what it's going to be like this year. They're just going to let him rip the first couple of weeks. And you take him and you go, maybe you can go out and win me a week one of these first couple of weeks, you know? <laughs> um, I know I got Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts isn't a – I'm not ready to have him as a – just leave him in the quarterback position for the entire 17 weeks. He's going to need a week or two to yes. get broken in, I think, this year. 100%. And so Ryan Fitzpatrick's a guy who can come out – who you know is going to put up fantasy points. And so that's why I took him there, just thinking, all right, if Cam Newton does come along um, and looks like he's back in form, I'll target him right away and mm-hmm. waiver wires. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick right now is that guy who in the first couple of weeks while Jalen Hurts is getting like reacclimated, um, I think he's a guy who I could have fill in who is still on the board in the 14th round. Yeah. Look, I – He's gonna be a good option. He's a yes. gunslinger. He is, and he's got McLaurin. And we're gonna—I'm gonna assume Curtis Samuel's gonna be back in time for the regular yes. season. This guy Antonio Gibson coming out of the backfield. Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't check down a lot, but mm-hmm. he's got three great pass catching yeah. options on that team. He's got Logan Thomas. Look, I—I I, I don't know where I, I can't remember where I have him ranked off the top of my head, but he—oh, he's got Logan Thomas too. Yeah, yeah. can't just glaze over that. Uh, but I'm—I have him inside of my top twenty, I think. Yeah. So he's going to be a QB2, and he might be a solid QB2 at that. Yep. So, I agree. Uh, absolutely. Last guy I want to talk about, um, again, just because I think we've done justice to Russell Gage. Uh, weeks 11 to 17, he was wide receiver 17. Yeah. And that was when Julio was out. Look, I think he can step into that this year. But the guy who's going to be throwing him the ball is Matt Ryan. Uh, I had to get that dangerous Matt Ryan-Russell Gage stack. Just lethal, man. When you say Falcon stack, that's the first thing people that's, think. That's who I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Calvin Ridley. I'm not talking about Kyle Pitts. I'm after Russell Gage, baby. There you go. No, no but Matt Ryan. Uh, so, so I'm talking about my three sequential picks, right? I went with Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson, Matt yeah. Ryan. Uh, and that factors into why I'm going to talk about Matt Ryan is because I needed to lock up a starting QB at this point. Because I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be starting week one. Yeah. I want to hope he is because the NFL hasn't done anything yet and the mm-hmm. Texans haven't done any disciplinary action on it. Uh, I want to hope he's there week one for the sake of my fantasy football team, not for the sake of justice being served. Yes. But yes. Um, look, I needed someone who I know is going to start week one, and that's Matt Ryan. Um, interesting stat I found uh, he's the only he's only finished outside of the top 12 QBs once since 2016 is that really QB True? 2 in 2016 2017 right. he was QB 15 uh, he was QB 2 in 2018 wow 2019 he was QB 11 
Last year he was QB 12. Huh. So here's like what I'm hearing is that Matt Ryan's got top 15 upside. Uh, it's not going to be the same without Julio. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Matt Ryan's going to be a top 12 option because Julio Jones isn't there. And that's the arguably the biggest part yeah. of his success was having a dynamic stud wide receiver in Julio Jones. But they brought in Kyle Pitts. He's a mismatch at that tight end position. Teams are Kyle Pitts might not have the best rookie season. Like we were talking yeah. about a rookie. Uh, I, I've been saying it at least, and now we've all been saying it. Rookie yeah. tight ends always struggle their first year in the league. It's happened. Uh, I got burned on TJ Hawkinson because I was so high on him at his rookie season and he fell short. Yeah. Um, so I'm not here to tell you Kyle Pitts is going to have an amazing season, but defenses are going to have to think about him. Yeah. They're going to have to put attention towards him. So uh, Calvin Ridley is going to be fine. Kyle Pitts is a fine option. I think Russell Gage steps into that wide receiver two role this year and serves it well. Um, look, it's possible Ryan, Ryan, Tann- or Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, finishes as a top 15 quarterback this year i think i have him right at qb 15 in my rankings so 100%. um I, he's not going to finish above qb 12 yeah but i don't think he falls lower than qb 16 17 18 yeah somewhere in that range um solid floor low ceiling option someone in my lineup to, to start and hopefully you know if Zach Wilson, or if Cam Newton starts enough games, right? Like, I can pick him up and throw him into. So, um, just needs someone, a living, breathing pulse in my lineup. But the numbers that got me was that he's only finished outside the 12 Q, top 12 QBs once yeah. since 2016. Not a bad take. That's all. Just a safe option. 100%. So, let's re-go through the draft a little bit. So, that that wraps up the our, our mock draft. Again, we didn't touch on every player, but let's be real. You... you the people don't want to hear about no. Latavius Murray. No. Gerald Everett. I mean, they, maybe Jones. maybe the people need to hear about Gerald Everett, but we've already... I, you can you can go back you can go hear back. about Gerald Everett. You can go back and hear about Gerald Everett. Yes. Um, so, Cameron, I, look, the biggest question I have to ask you, round one, Travis Kelsey. Yes. How do I want to ask the question? Do you regret it? Would you, would you have done something different instead? I don't regret it. Um, looking at this team... I think if I go somewhere different, my entire the complexion of my team changes. Yeah. I think if I went, except if I look at, let's say I go Devontae Adams here. I go Devontae Adams. I still take Joe Mixon in my next round. Yep. But instead of Terry McLaurin, I'm I'm not even thinking about it. I'm taking Chris Carson or David Montgomery. Yes. Because I already have a wide receiver. So that probably would have changed it a little bit. But then I'm trying to find a tight end at the later rounds. I don't. I don't know if I would regret it. I don't know, but I also don't know if I would do it in a normal like, if in my league, in my regular draft. That's what I'm trying to say. Wow, that took me a while. It <laughs> took you a while to get it um, out, but I'm following. But yeah, so I just don't know if I'd do it. It was just kind of like, all right, we're doing a mock draft. I want to try something new, see how it looks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, and that's the point of why we're doing and these mock drafts at the same time. I think if I was in your spot and he fell back to me in the second round, or even my spot and he fell back in the second round, then I'm definitely going to take him. Travis out. Kelsey? Yes. Oh, 100%. If Travis Kelsey falls into the yes. second round, early second round, take him. Yes. Take him, gobble him up. Um, yeah, 100%. It's what's, again, we talked about this in the previous episode. What's so tough about Travis Kelsey is that if you're going to take him in the first round, you almost have to nail your next three yes. to four rounds. Uh and part of it is uh, positionally, but part of it is you just need to take the best guy off the board at yeah. that point and not worry about filling out your lineup. Because yeah. if you miss out on one of those top 
eight, nine running backs, uh, you like it might be just worth waiting until you get to Chris Carson, David Montgomery, yeah. that range, and instead take a D hop, uh, Calvin Ridley, yeah, or someone like that too. And D hop was definitely one of the guys I thought about going at the two hundred three instead yeah. of Nixon. Yeah, no, it, well, and, and it's tough at that point to pass up on a running back. Yes, too. you need one of those running backs. 100%. Um, look, I, I know I said it in my well. You had talked about it. Uh, well, you asked me before we started recording, right? Um, if I didn't go Devontae Adams, would I have gone Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler? And yeah. I, I, w- I would have gone Aaron Jones, and I would have prayed that Stefan Diggs wrapped around to me. Yeah. Uh, because I, an Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones stack doesn't feel as powerful to me yeah. as Aaron Jones and Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Uh, it's the volume for Diggs that gets me. Like the his volume, volume alone is going to help him outscore mm-hmm. uh, running backs in that eight to ten yeah. range. And the the volume for Eckler could be there. Oh, it could. Yes, it could be unreal this year with the receptions and rushing. But we just haven't seen it over a full season. Right. We've seen spurts of it where he's put up thirty points a game. But we've also seen spurts where he's putting up eight, nine, getting injured. Yeah. So it's that would be the difficult thing is if it if Eckler pans out and hits that upside, a Jones Eckler stack would be amazing. Absolutely. But Jones and Diggs feel so much better because you know that Diggs is going to do it again. It feels again. I, I think I've said this like for the fourth time now. With Jones and Diggs, I'm not going to lose my league. No. And I'm not saying you're going to lose your league with Austin Eckler either, right? Because yeah. I. I look, I'm starting to get more optimistic on optimistic on Austin Eckler. Wow, that's a lot yeah. of like season. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> that needs to be our intro. Cue the music. <laughs> People are gonna be so confused. They are definitely confused. <laughs> Anyways, um, Yeah, I look, I think Jones and Diggs I feel a lot better about than I would stacking Jones and Eckler right yeah. away. And it's it's just the confidence I have in Diggs is just through the roof at this point. Yeah. So um, that's that's kind of where I'm leaning. Uh, if Tyler were here, I'd 100% ask him, uh, would, uh, would he have taken DK? Uh, or would he have taken Calvin Ridley there? Or if he would have gone running back to lock up that spot? Yeah. Um, Who were the running backs still on the board when he was picking right there? So, he had Nick Chubb that he took in the first. Yep. Uh, How about around DK? Yep, yep. Uh, so, around DK, Antonio Gibson went the pick before. So, Gibson was still on the board at that point. Yep. J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards, Elair, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, David Montgomery. All right. Were kind of those, were the next running backs yeah. off the board. That's so a, That's tough. I probably would have gone Ridley there. I think I would have, too. I I my next running back is C E H. Um, out of the ones that were out of the available. ones that were still available. Yep. And I feel like I would rather wait and bank on I mean you listed I mean C E H I'm okay I'm okay taking C E H Gibson, Swift and Dobbins in round three. Yes. As my running back two there. Well and Gibson's and not get, gonna fall to round three. Gibson's no. gonna be a mid second round pick hundred percent. So but I I would like, I would probably play it like Tida, but I would take Ridley instead of Metcalf, hoping that I could get one of those four to fall back to me. Absolutely. Uh, and it's... Which is tough, though. It's tough to play that game. Yes. It's really tough to play that game because, well, 
honestly, so I guess if I don't I'm know. Tyler, the CEH is the only one that I'm looking at at that point. Yeah. I'm saying I, Dobbins. Yeah. I want a Dobbins breakout, but it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's tough. Maybe maybe I would take C. I would. I would, I would ha- still take Ridley there. I, I, I still would take Ridley. I would 10 take times the full 10. two minutes thinking between Ridley and CH. I, that's I think I so. Be. I think so. But ultimately, I would say Ridley's going to outscore CEH. Right. In the first two Actually, rounds, I'm going based on total points. If you. If Who's you, give me the most points? If you tell me that Ridley, or if you tell me that Keenan Allen and Godwin are my next two picks, I'm taking CEH. Yes, that's the hard yes. part. Is if I you don't know that though. Yep. Yeah, if if you could, if you were able to predict or see the future, and you could tell that those were going to be the next two guys available in your next two picks, then I'm 100% taking CEH. Yes, but you don't know that. So like you're saying, like you got to take the best guy available. The zero running back strategy has become a thing this season and I don't want to smack people upside the head who use that strategy because it is the dumbest thing you could yeah. ever use. You have to you I here here's my exception. You can go zero running backs for the next 5 6 rounds afterwards yeah. if you have a top 4 running back on your team. Yeah. If well, you have McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara or Derrick Henry. Let's let's put it this way. What if you're in the 12th, and you are able to get Devontae and Diggs, and you fall back, and let's say your next best running back, let's say Montgomery and Carson go, and your next best running back is Josh Jacobs, and you could go, like, you could either take Josh Jacobs there, um, Miles Gaskins, Mike Davis, or you could go Darren Waller or Amari Cooper. What are you taking? Oh, man. You see what I mean? If, that, if that, would so, be, that, would, that would be my only thing. Is if so if Darren all those, Waller falls me at the end of the round three, I'm like, that would be, I, I'm messaging all my league mates. And I'm, I'm sending them a nice t- crisp $20 bill. Lunch that, is on me next time. Thanks for letting Darren Waller that would that be forward. That would be my only reason is if something crazy like that happened where I went, where I went like you did, where I took Diggs and Devontae. Yeah. And then I'm like, I just got crazy. But like, if... Eric, if I'm in your pick and Waller falls all the way at like three eleven, which has not been happening, but you no. never you never know with your leagues like how they're actually going to pan out, how right. people value things. And Darren Waller falls and he's staring at me. And even like even if I'm looking at Darren Waller or David Montgomery, you know yeah. what do you do? That that's where it becomes tough. And then you because then if you go David or Darren Waller and you wait on Montgomery and Team Twelve picks him up, then I'm then, screwed on running. Then back. you're screwed on running backs, but also to pass up a top three tight end. It's really tough. It's really, really tough. Um, but other than that, other than if you're faced with like that impossible situation, do not do zero RB. No, right, because, right. Because like I mean, Ty talked about it in his, like taking Chase Edmond as your RB two is scary. It is. It it's is, terrifying. Like every week, you are like, I feel like I'm making the wrong decision, no matter what I do. But Chase Edmonds also has that upside to be he a, does. A, a serviceable running back. 100%. Too. He could. But it, you're at the same time, you're not sitting there confident in your lineup. No. Week. No. You're not, you're not saying, man, my, my two running backs yep. uh, my two running backs are uh, Chris McCaffrey and J.K. Dobbins. And my two wide receivers are Justin Jefferson and uh, a healthy Michael Thomas. And I right? feel like that taking Mike Davis in the sixth. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, I'm looking at my team now, and every week I'm like, Travis Kelsey's got to make up for whatever Mike Davis lacks. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because you swung and missed yeah. on not swung and missed, but you chose to not take an Aaron yes. Jones, uh, an Austin Eckler. Yeah. First round. Hundred percent. Well, let's move on to mailbag. I mean, we could keep breaking mailbag. down. We could keep breaking down uh, oh, the yeah. mock draft, but 
Uh, oh, we could we do- have we have an episode coming up that's going to talk about draft strategies and different draft yeah. preps and whatnot, different draft scenarios. Uh, I think we'll be digging into a lot yeah. of different draft scenarios there and different draft and strategies. You can those use. are some of my favorite things to talk about. I think I could honestly sit around and have a beer and just talk draft strategy every day of the week. Absolutely. And I would be so content. Absolutely. <laughs> like Absolutely. that would that would be a dream of mine is to get Help paid to do that. Help us make it happen. Help us make it happen. You can find us on GoFundMe and <laughs> Kickstarter. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. We don't have a GoFundMe. Uh but, hey, uh, by viewing and sharing our podcast, you can help drive our listenership up. There you go. Uh, and we make money based off of listenership. So uh, I can tell you right now, uh, it'll buy me four candy bars from the store. Yes, sir. We're on the up, though. We, it's Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's just that we don't get paid much for, <laughs> no. uh, per view. It's, 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 but, hey, that's what you get for using a, uh, yeah. service, uh, a service company who will stream it and post it for you. Anyways. <laughs> we love Side you, Anchor. Tangent. Thanks for Side sponsoring tangent. us. <laughs> Cut that part. <laughs> uh, if only we had enough for an editor. Mailbag. Uh, mailbag. Mailbag. Let's uh, let's start with this. Uh, we'll do a hypothetical from right. Martin underscore Ethan eleven. Where is the best fantasy place for Todd Gurley to go if you were to be signed? Well. I, th- I think we're in agreement with this, the LA Rams. Yes. That's, yes. Um, that's the dream it's the, scenario. Is it the best for him? Now, would I Probably take... Probably the Rams, too. Would I take Todd Gurley? Probably not. I wouldn't and take him draft set, no. My reasoning is they chose to go with Mike Davis over Todd Gurley. Atlanta and did. Mike Davis is 28 years old and has played 12 games as his most games in an NFL season. Todd Gurley's 26. And was a MVP or MVP candidate. I don't think he, he didn't win MVP. I don't think he, he did. MVP candidate. Yeah. Uh, RB1 in back to back years in fantasy football. Dominant. And they chose to go with Mike Davis. So that should, that kind of tells me where Todd Gurley is at. Yeah. I, I'm in agreement. It's got to be, it's got to be LA. Yeah. I don't think another team in the NFL is running back needy enough right now to go out no. and sign Todd Gurley and say, here, come like play. What I get twelve touches for us every game. Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles maybe just because they like using committees. Yeah, that's not that's sorry that's not to be like a Miles Sanders knock yeah. or anything. I'm not that's not trying what I'm trying to get into. But like because they use a committee, uh, I, I can't think of anyone else. I can't think of anyone else off the top That'd of my head it. either. Unless uh, Andy Reid pulls a Le'Veon Bell of last year. Yeah, Screws which I up. really hope he doesn't because we're all in on Ceh. We are all year. in on Ceh. Um, yeah, look, I, it's it's got to be the Rams. Yeah, it's got to be the Rams, um, and that's I think the only team that could use him, and it's the best for his fantasy value. The team knows him. Yeah, they need a running back. Matt Stafford is an upgrade at quarterback. He checks down to the running back. Um, well, actually, I don't think he checks down as much as Jared Goff did. No, not nearly as much. Um, but he trusts his arm more than Goff does. Yeah, to say the least. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we're we're in agreement. LA yep. Rams. Uh, let's move to a less serious question. This is this is a fun one. Uh, this is one that we need to make a decision on here in the next five and a half five days, really. Yeah. At the end of today, uh, from Jay Betterman nineteen, will you show up in a suit and tie to your real in person drafts? 
I would love to, um, but the suit that I really love, suit for my wedding, uh-huh. um, I was recently uh, had root beer poured all over it. Uh, <laughs> no, you have to tell the story. It did not have I, root beer poured on it, Cameron. I was, well, at the wedding we were at, our buddy Nate loves root beer. And so he had a he had a big keg of root beer, a big root beer machine they were pouring from. But we were also at a golf course, and so there were bees. And I had it in my hand. This bee was following me around. And I was kind of at first joking, like trying to like run over to another group to leave the bee over there. And he followed me. And all of a sudden, he landed on my finger. And I felt him sting. And so I shook it. And root beer got all over my jacket because I ended up I was holding my jacket in my other hand. And I thought I got him off. And then I look again, and he stings me a second time. <laughs> And I throw the root beer on the ground and get the jacket even more soaked in root beer. So for that reason, I think I am out on wearing <laughs> a suit in five days because I don't think I'll get it dry cleaned in time, especially with camping coming up. But uh, I don't know. I, I I prefer the jersey, a vi- my Vikings visor. Uh, that That's where I feel most comfortable in. That's where I feel like I do my best work. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. <laughs> that's totally fair. I would love to do this one year, uh, mm-hmm. mostly because I just, if I can find a reason to wear a suit, I find a reason yeah. to wear a suit. I'm not going to lie. I'm that guy. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I also know your apartment yes. doesn't have AC. No, not, it's got, it does not have central air. It's got a wall unit. We, we just got the wall unit installed at the end of July. We'd be running up your electric bill like we, crazy. We would. we would. Be, we will be warm ish <laughs> and i'd rather well, not feel like i yes. feel like a lukewarm soup in a, exactly. in a suit jacket exactly. on draft night uh if we're going to like a b-dubs to do it absolutely uh-huh. but since we're doing it in your apartment no unfortunately uh we will not be this year i'll probably either be wearing my adam thielen jersey uh or you know what i might break out the alvin Kamara jersey we some dogs, man. Oh. We some dogs. <laughs> Go watch that video. Go watch it. Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. We some dogs video. I love, <laughs> loved that interview. It's the reason why I got an Alvin Kamara jersey. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, so uh, one day I will. One mm-hmm. day I will. Uh, but I'm afraid it won't be this year. Yeah. You should do it, though, in your league. It's fine. Don't be the people that like post it on TikTok, though, and do like a hype up. Yeah, song to it. I don't know. I just, at the end of the day, I I don't really care that much. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. From Jackson, Alan Jackson flipped. This is a good one. Uh, Who are your sell high candidates this year? And what about buy low? And so this is tricky because we haven't gotten into the season yet. Um, And typically, we need to wait a few weeks before we can figure out who our buy low and sell high are. What what if we looked at it as we're coming in with a dynasty league? Okay. Let's say say we're coming in before the season with a dynasty league. We're looking for a guy to trade right now. So pretend you have this guy on your team right now. So for me... So if you've you've already done your draft... Yes. Dynasty or redraft, because there are plenty of redrafts. We we can do redraft, but you've already done it. Yes, because there's plenty of redraft leagues that I know I've already drafted. Um, This isn't like you're drafting this person to sell them high, or you're Mm -hmm. not drafting this person to hopefully buy them Don't draft to trade. You might love trading, but do not draft a player just to go, hey, I know you wanted him, and try and trade him. 100%. Uh, So if you already have a team, and you've already drafted a team, who would you try and sell high, and who would you try and buy low on? I would... See, I like CeeDee Lamb, but I think I'd try to sell high on CeeDee Lamb right now. Sure. Coming off the Amari Cooper's hurt. 
If you can find someone who is shooting up his draft board because he thinks Amari Cooper is going to have a nagging injury, then definitely I would shoot for selling um, C.D. Lamb high right now. Well, and and consider if you've already done your redraft, C.D. CD Lamb's stock is still going up. Oh, hundred percent. You is you might it, it might be realistic that you drafted him in like the sixth round, maybe. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're going to get top twelve value for a guy you drafted in the sixth round. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't blame you for selling high on CD Lamb at all. Um, to maybe mix up the opinions a little bit, um, I think I would sell high on Chase Claypool. Yeah. Because he's 100%. being overdrafted in my mind right yeah, now in round seven. Definitely. We're all out on Chase Claypool. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster has been targeted a lot during training yeah. camp so far. Uh, he and Deontay Johnson both saw more than 125 targets last season. I know Chase Claypool came on the scene you know, a few weeks into the season, but... He also had weeks where he disappeared. I don't, I don't know what we're banking on for him this yeah. season. Now they got Najee Harris too, and they're gonna get him involved in some receiving work out of the backfield, yeah. and they're gonna. It's realistic. Najee Harris sees two hundred seventy-five touches this season. Yeah. I don't know what we're hoping for with Chase Claypool. Yeah. Big playability. We're not saying he's not talented. He's it's Walmart just, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say that for consistency wise, hundred percent? Okay, good. I'd like. I sometimes I say these things. I need to like. Yeah. No. I say I it and I don't process what i'm actually saying until i've said it but i like what are we hoping for with chase claypool yeah we all have him outside our top 35 don't we yeah i i don't know why, why Ooh, we're drafting see. him in the seventh round then chase claypool i can't even find chase claypool on our list so i should tell you where he's at <laughs> he, ty has him down at like wide receiver 45 40, or something. 49 for oh, tyler i got him at 39 that's at a little i'll say I've, um <laughs> maybe <laughs> Another guy we just did a TikTok on, Mike Evans. Um, think about selling. Yeah, him I'd high. sell high on him too. Yep. Um, maybe Jonathan Taylor. Uh, just Jonathan. T- so here's the interesting thing. I guess he's falling. He's falling. Though. I'm buying low on Jonathan See? Taylor. So I guess Jonathan Taylor depend on who you're trying to trade with. Yes. That that would be it. Um, I would if someone's like all in on Jonathan Taylor, I probably I'd probably sell him right now. Like if he's like. If he's giving you the same thing that he'd give you if you had like a Derrick Henry, yeah, I would sell Jonathan Taylor. Oh yeah, but if he's asking for the same thing that he's asking for like a Chris Carson or David Montgomery, then not a chance. Yeah, I'm holding on Jonathan Taylor. If you got a league mate who is scared of what Jonathan Taylor is going to look like for the first, then jump all over it. Six seven weeks of the season, yeah, uh, because it's now being reported that you know Nelson and and Wentz are are likely going to return sooner rather, rather than, than later in their yep. timeline. So Jonathan realistically he might only be without Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz for 3 weeks maybe. Yeah. Um but still if that person is terrified after spending a top 6 pick on them. Yeah. Uh and they're willing to sell to get some value back on them. Absolutely. I'm buying low on Jonathan Taylor. 100%. Uh and and I hate to say that before the season actually starts, but he he if I have a team right now, he's absolutely a guy I'm looking to buy low on. Yeah, if you get him in the second round, he's a steal. He's going uh, 14th overall in See, drafts right now. He's already falling out of the first round. That's crazy to me. So uh, There's look, so much upside. That's the hard is. part. That's the hard part. Uh, and, and, and it's one of those two where it's like Will Fuller. Yeah. You're, you're without, uh, you're without your, the guys who make you valuable for two, three weeks. Maybe. Yeah, at max. At max. So I, I'm buying low on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, anyone else you're, you would be buying low oh, on well, I got right a now? Ton. That's what um, I'm talking about. CH is one of them. Oh, the yes. fact that he's falling yes. in the third round. Um, would that, you, scenario, would you trade Najee Harris for CH? Yes. Okay. 
I have to get that out of the way because Even there's going to be two different forms of volume for them. Both this year. in Dynasty and Redraft. Ch is younger than Najee. He is. That is true. So that is true. Um, yeah, in, in Dynasty, I think I'd be all over it. Yep. Uh, redraft to be a little bit different because I'm starting to be more of a believer in Najee Harris's volume for this year. And that what makes I'm projecting sense. Projecting it to be, uh, but Ceh, he's Patrick Mahomes wants I to get him involved trust, in the yep. passing I, game. It's that offense around him. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, anyways, Joe uh, Mixon, depending on the draft, depending on the draft. Some drafts there are just so many people in there that just, just hate Joe Mixon. Burnt by him too much, they yep. can't do it. Um, one that we've loved it's Ryan Tannehill. To play oh that yes, um, yes. If someone. And a lot of teams are going to be drafting him, thinking like they got to steal the draft. But at the same yeah. time, if someone's like Jalen Hurts and Cortland Sutton, yeah, for Ryan Tannehill, would you take that trade? Hurts and Sutton, yes, probably. Just, I'm a huge, and that's and, I'm a huge believer in Sutton. Okay, so fair, and I'm, I got I'm more pessimistic, and I'm more pessimistic on Sutton. Yep, so. So, yeah. so, so, see, it really does depend on how other people in your league value yeah. these players. And but I'm, I'm way higher than you on Sutton. Yes, I think I have Sutton down closer to you're, 30. You're actually you're 26. Actually, Ty's lowest is 27. Okay. I'm up at 23. So maybe I shouldn't say Sutton. Who else do I have in that range? Um, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and, and Jalen Hurts. No, then I, I'm keeping Tannehill just because I don't trust Juju. Yeah, and that's fair. Because I'm, I, am I am out on all Pittsburgh wide receivers other than Deontay. That's fair. Uh, I, I think I'm a little bit back in on Juju just because of camp hype. Yeah, but that makes sense. Um, Antonio Brown would be another one to buy low on. Oh Curtis yeah, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's a buy low, absolutely. Uh, I'm looking at tight ends. There's not really any tight ends. Er Smith, Er Smith Junior is one that uh, you could. You're drafting him at a bargain, yeah. but I like. I'd be willing to. I, I don't know if you can actually. I don't know if you can buy low on Er Smith Junior. I think he's a guy who I'd be willing to like deceptively overpay yes. on but in reality it's probably an even trade yeah um and i'd be able to smith so i can't really i can't really say i'd buy low yeah. on irv smith but, but that, that, antonio brown curtis samuel great candidates for yeah, that that's both the guys i got cool well that wraps it up for this week's episode uh man we're gone camping for the weekend yeah uh, we will be we'll, back on wednesday though oh yes we will be back have no fears <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll be doing a mock draft a week. That's yeah. going to be exciting. We're going to do them live too. Yes. Uh, I don't think I mentioned that at the beginning. No. Uh, so no more of this like synthesizing and uh, yeah. re going through. We're going to give. We're going to have live results. We're going to have yes. live analysis. Uh, and that might be more fun to watch on the 100%. YouTube as well. Uh, speaking of YouTube, social media handles. Give us a follow on Twitter. FF Fellas on Instagram. The FF Fellas. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, and man, our TikTok is just. I, I'm. I, you probably saw me looking at my phone a few times if you're watching it on YouTube. I'm swiping up notifications because our TikTok is just Blowing going bonkers up. right now. Uh, fantasy Football Fellas, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, man, Cameron's really good at using the uh, eyes and mouth green screen filter <laughs> to just, just... They are high quality. They, <laughs> let me tell you. I, I put... Uh, I, I, this is how we're going to close out the podcast. I put... Quite a bit of work. I take my lunch breaks to make our TikToks. Uh, normally, I was making all the TikToks, but then there's been days where I'm like, you know what? I think we need we need to mix up in the uh-huh. pace and what we're providing the people. And Cameron's been great at making, you know, just simple little yeah. 10 second, 15 second comedy bits on TikTok. Uh-huh. And so I think, yeah, Cameron, why, why don't you do that? And so I've, I'm working 
45 minutes to get all the stats and get them all nice and neat and uh-huh. TikTok. And Cameron's out here posting a picture of Matt LaFleur and <laughs> the green screen eyes and mouth. And, oh, Roger's calling all the plays. It, it's, it's funny. It's a, it's a great, it's a funny yeah, video. I haven't taken over 10 minutes to make a TikTok yet. There you go. That's a difference right now. But, hey, yeah. we're, we're making progress. Here we are. Uh, thanks to Talina again uh, for the sweet intro, outro music. And we will see you all next week. Deuces. Deuces. Hey, thanks again for tuning into the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast today. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of all of our weekly podcasts now on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can do the same for our social media, FFFellas on Twitter, the FFFellas on Instagram. Hey, we're on YouTube if you want to see us uh, video record these podcasts. Fantasy Football Fellas there. Uh, Same thing on Facebook and TikTok, Fantasy Football Fellas. If you want even more insights to any of our rankings, uh, head on over to fantasyfootballfellas.com. I uh, got all sorts of rankings there. You can see our first mock draft that we did a few weeks ago. Uh, all sorts of different exciting content there we have for you as well. Three Stooges, just being dudes. Deuces.